This is the High Hopes Podcast. High Hopes. It's a bunch of baseball nerds talking about the Phillies on Odyssey in Sports Radio 94 WIP. Yo! Another edition of the Hyopes Podcast. Jack Fritz, it's, uh, by the way, the Hyopes Podcast presented by Miller Lite. There so we go. Gotta make, I gotta get used to that. I gotta make that part of the thing. I know we talk nonstop about Miller Lite because we love it. In fact, I'm drinking one right now. I, I opened it before, but this is me hitting the Miller Lite on the table. So you all know what I'm drinking here. Um, but um, it's it's funny because, Jack, you know, you know, I'm doing the yo and I'm thinking like, you know, a week ago and, you know, the nine game win streak. And and it's almost like winning four or five in Washington. Now it's like, yeah, no, duh. Like, of course, I don't even need to get that revved up because the Phillies are just a good baseball team that handles business. Jack Fritz, how you doing, pal? They are. And it's so refreshing going through what we've been through the last couple of years where it's like, yeah, they're in first place, but is it real? You know what I mean? Like, that's honestly what the last... And, and it'd be like, we try to get ourselves fired up. Like, oh, they're in first place. Like, we should be more excited. But it, in the back of our head, it was always just like, eh, something's off here. Nothing really feels totally off about this baseball team. You know, I, I think that how good they can be, that's still to be determined. Like, they might have, have dug themselves too big of a hole. Um, and there is a lot of good teams in the NL. Um, and it's just like, it's, 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 it's pretty much what five teams for three spots, uh, for the wild card. And, and yes. we'll, we'll yeah, yeah. Eight and yeah, I was going to say eight for six spots, but yes, you're yeah. five for three in the wild card. Correct. Right. So we'll see what happens with, with the division. If the Mets can hold on. I mean, I, I generally think that they have the two best pitchers in the sport coming back in a few weeks. They're kind of having one of those years, which, which is fine. Like they're having one of those years where it's a Mets year and, and they might win the division. Braves are playing good baseball. Although the opponents they played has just been an absolute joke. Um, but like, it's just so refreshing that they're, I think they're actually a good baseball team, James. And it's been damn near a decade since we could say that. Yeah. It's, um, it's pretty wild, Jack. And I think a lot of people are still gun shy. I know that I, like they're a good baseball team and I'm confident in them. And I even for the most part, don't expect them to kick me in the junk while I'm watching a game, which is a very new sensation, but I get it. Like when I hear people say they're not ready to jump on board, when I, in the back of my mind, like I could still feel it, you know, <laughs> when I'm watching a game and they're winning two to one in the ninth or whatever, like, I, and look, we had a couple, they, you know, they came back to win them, but we had a couple of those in Washington too, where they had the game one and they blew it in the ninth and we had to go to extras. So like, it's not totally gone and they won those games, but I can't seem to like, I need to like change my chemistry, Jack, because my body is conditioned to, to feel like they're going to screw me. And they haven't been, but I, I still, I'm still as much as I believe in them as I, I think they're a good team. Like I, I'm excited about what's coming. I still, I still have not conditioned that out of me, Jack. I still fear when I watch close games late. It is what it is. I can't help it. I can't get it out of me, buddy. Yeah. It's funny. I, I don't even remember the last time that, well, I did tweet on the second Friday, uh, the second game on Friday. I think I tweeted like, I just can't see the Phillies winning this game which is different than feels like a loss. I haven't tweeted really the sentence feels like a loss since Girardi's been fired. So uh, mm -hmm. what are, I mean, that's just, that's showing some faith in your baseball team there, pal. So it, it, it is, <laughs> but because the, they genuinely don't James, like they don't feel like losses anymore. I, and it's not all Tomper, whatever. Like it, it's, it's, 
Yeah, uh, a lot of it, <laughs> a lot of it, I think, has to do with him. But there's just there's a different level of confidence in in this team post Girardi that we just didn't have before that. Like they found they used to find ways to lose. Now if they're finding ways to win, I mean, realistically, James, they could have lost three games uh, down in Washington. Oh yeah, I mean, two went to extras that they had one in blue. You know, I yeah. mean, well, and and if the, if the umpire and the five three game absolutely could have gone the other way too. Right, if the umpire didn't completely blow a ball three call to to, to Bryce Harper. Who knows how that game turns out? Ball four, yeah, ball four, yeah. It was absolutely ball four, and we got lucky. I mean, yeah, no, you're absolutely right. But it I'm is, saying uh, like th- those are those are are games that that they just haven't won. For a decade, and and the thing that I love about it is that it, we talked about this last podcast, but it's it's a different guy each night. It seems like it's not just Bryce is on a hot streak. No wonder they've won fifteen of eighteen. It's not just Reese is doing this, Schwarber's doing that. It's like Matt Veerling with big home runs. Yairo Munoz is, is having big hits. It's Garrett Stubbs walk off. It's it's pitchers picking up at their teammates. Like this is what a winning culture looks like, James. And I don't know, like where it came from. You know, I think I think Schwarber is very important. I think Thompson's kind of leadership has been important. I think Bryce is getting more comfortable being a leader. But this is what it was supposed to look like, and uh, it, it took a while. It took what fifty uh, some games for them to finally look like a real baseball team. But yeah, uh, they continue to pile up series wins, and they were never going to win, you know, win out or whatever. But as long as you you pile up series wins. That's all we can ask for. Yeah. And again, like I still, I still need to see them do this over a couple months. Mm-hmm. I still need to see this continue. There's a tough stretch coming up. I mean, we got the Padres, we got the Braves coming up. The Cardinals are on the schedule, like seven games with the Cardinals before the All Star break, the Blue Jays. After the All Star break, the schedule gets noticeably easier, but they still got some tough schedule, like some tough series coming up. You know, this week isn't particularly easy. I mean, the Rangers stink, but they did sweep us here yep. and they're going to wow, that was San Girardi. Diego for four. That was Girardi. But they, I mean, what swept by the Rangers? Whoa, but, but sure, I, that was, that was the old yeah, fills. That was yeah, the old fills. No, I'm not going to sit here and let you start bringing up the old (laughs) fills under Joe Girardi during the Rob Thompson era, Seltzer. Not going to let that happen today, pal. Okay, that's good. I like it. Um, But yeah, look, I... I need to see it continue, but it does. It feels good. And we'll get into some some issues, and there are a few things I want to talk about. Uh, but again, it is funny because I come to this pod, you know, not having a ton new to say from the last time we looked. Like I'm excited. This team's good. I believe in them. I still have the the back of the the you know my mind fear there that will take time for for that to get beaten out of us, but. You know, they're doing everything we could ask for. They swept a, a nine-inning doubleheader for the first time since 2012, Jack. 2012 since they swept a nine-inning doubleheader. Yeah. Um, all right, let's get into some specific stuff. First and foremost, um, two most important things, and then we'll talk about the Phillies. Uh, you still have a chance to win gift cards. Shout out to all the uh, the four um, bars that we've spoken about, the Yards Pub in Westchester, Pike in Havertown, Oscars Tavern in Sansom Street, Milk Boy in Center City and Appetites on Main and X. And you still have a chance to win the gift card for those places. Just go to 94WIP.com and go to the contest page to register for that. The accounts of the week. Shout out to Miller Lite, the Miller Lite Bar of the Week. We love Miller Lite. Ever since Miller Lite came on board, the Phillies have been awesome. Just saying. Okay, to the Phillies in a sec, but let's get to the important stuff, Jack. Yes. Okay. Um, 
funny enough because you referenced a couple of these things, but let's start with with a number one on our list. If we're talking about the Phillies on June twentieth, right now, you got to address it. I, I mean, this is the forum. The floor is yours. You bailed on run for its run. They won the game whoa, anyway. Whoa, whoa, whoa! But, but you bailed. You bailed. You quit on it during a day. You said, "Oh, my knee hurts." Funny enough, the old guy on the pod is doing just fine over here. The young guy on the pod has knee issues. Um, I want you to address it because this you said you're going to keep doing this. You've been doing it. It's an important, I think, an important part of this whole run, or at least it feels like it is until you just kind of sloughed it off and they won anyway. And it's like, oh, well, then does this even matter? Um, so if this is going to continue, you know, address it because the whole idea of like, oh, my knee hurts. I'm not going to do this today. I don't think that flies, buddy. Wow. First off, just, just, <laughs> this is the biggest, this is the biggest curveball I've seen in the history. I didn't, <laughs> I frankly, frankly didn't see this curveball coming. Um, good. And so I'm, I'm always trying to keep you on your toes. Bro. Yeah. Well, you usually don't. I usually see where you're going. Um, <laughs> This is blasphemy. I got to be honest. Like, you know, and I and listen, you back me into a corner. I'm going to start, fly, uh, you know, throwing out haymakers. Uh, uh, what exactly uh, uh. have you done for this baseball team, pal? I don't see you. I don't see you putting anything on the line other than your face with Miller Lite and maybe Zoe drinking at the age of three. So, uh, yeah, I put my daughter out there for the world for, for this baseball team. Okay. I got. I got hate tweets from people, all right? Oh, for good this people. baseball team. Good people. That's not just putting me out there. It's putting my daughter out there, all right? I was willing to put my three-and-a-half-year-old out in the world for this, Jack. Listen, man. Running. First off, running. First off, I did run the five yesterday. Jogging around the block a couple times. Big deal. No crap. Your knee doesn't hurt. You don't even move. Um like I ran five miles yesterday. I took off Saturday because I'm not tearing my knee apart. Well, I did say I would die for this baseball team, so I guess a knee you did. is a different. You did. Yeah, I guess it's not as important as dying. Um, <laughs> kind of takes that that statement and really. Are you really saying? Are you saying you don't it. think it was a factual statement that I would die for this baseball team? Are you calling? Are I'm you using not, the? Are I'm you, not saying anything. Are I'm you using the you F word? You die for this team, and then your knee hurt a little bit, and you, you quit. So I don't know. Little bit. I was struggling to walk down the stairs. I'm just, try, I'm just trying to take the evidence that's presented to me and come to a fair and equitable decision. You know. I was icing three times a day. I was. I was. <laughs> struggling to go downstairs. I wanted to grit it out for the five miles, which I did do, by the way. It's not like I did. Uh, I did show it for one four mile run, which I can now do in my sleep. All right. Listen, I I got back out there for five. I ran four this morning. Seems like the knee is starting to get accustomed to it. I bought new shoes. That's called being invested to the bit. So run for run isn't going anywhere as long as I don't have to run 10 miles. I really don't want to do that. But Listen, whatever it takes, that's always been my mentality. Whatever it almost, takes. Almost, almost, right? almost whatever it takes besides okay. me maybe needing a knee replacement. But other than that, I'll be out there. I don't think it makes me a fraud. I think it makes me uh, maybe a little fraudulent, but, <laughs> <laughs> but my knee really hurt. So, so I would I would have shut it down after one mile. So don't worry. Probably. Yeah. So listen, I, okay. I'm sorry that I let you down, and apparently uh, all Phillies, Phillies uh, Nation, High yeah. Hopes Podcast Nation. That's on me, uh, right. Donovan Chesspat. But it seems like the knee Good. is is bouncing back. Uh, it definitely was not ready to run that nine miles. You know that's a, a fact. So uh, sorry to to the body, and I I hope that one day, James. Hmm. Well, you'll probably be dead, but. 
I hope that one day when I'm I mean at this rate, you're out aging me. Like in in ten years, you're gonna be fifty five and I'm gonna be forty five. I didn't know what's gonna happen. That's what's gonna happen. All I'm saying is that one day I hope that we're looking back and I hope that you are willing to pay for my knee replacement after all the work that I did <laughs> in my in my late twenties. So man, you know what, Jack? I'm yeah, this is me in, in forty years. Yeah. Jack, I just gotta say, man. You know, I'm going to pay for this knee replacement because you running them to those 83, 84 win seasons, man, that was that was special stuff for us. Thank you. Wow, it's that. pretty incredible that you're doubting the Phils and Rob Thompson. <laughs> All right. Next thing so on you, the you, list. You, you, you a... don't believe in the Phillies is basically what that last statement yeah. would suggest. Well, you know, it was more of a, I just a way to shot at you, but let's go with that. Um, next one. It's funny because you brought it up and I do appreciate it. I like... Yeah, it, so it kind of reminds me of like Woj on draft night, you know, when they wouldn't let him tweet out the picks and he'd be like, you know, uh, the Kings are smitten with Marcus Morris or whatever. You know what I mean? Like he would find different ways to say it. I feel like that's you with the feels like a lost bit now, like <laughs> trying to trying to find my screenshot in one. Like you trying took screenshots? Oh, yeah, of course. I I prepare for this podcast, Jack Fritz. Um, yeah, you think I just come in and just, you know, mess around and don't take... Okay. No, that's what people um, have suggested oh, okay. to me, though. Yeah, but it's pretty good. I like it. Here, where's the one? Oh, um, I have a very hard time seeing the Phillies winning this game. Like, I just love it. I love it. I love that you're, I love that you're expanding. I love that you're wojifying. I love everything about this whole thing. Yeah, really yeah. It's, it's really been a lot of work. Um... Because I felt like people were... It's effort. Well, here's the thing, is that I am... I think you know this about me, right? Where I am a guy where if people really don't... Like, I, I'll, adjust, I'll, I'll adjust quickly if people don't like something or if I'm doing something oh, wrong. Because, yeah, like, yeah. you know, I, I, I like to, to be one that pleases the audience or, or is, a, <laughs> is a good friend with people. And there's a lot of people that truly love feels like a loss, but there was a lot of people because it was a you know a downer of a year so far until Rob Thompson took over. They were like, yeah, it's just a little old. And the last thing I want to do, James, is be old. You know, I don't want to be. Too. Yeah. Well, so be I, well, I don't want to be uh, not fresh. You know, I want to be you know keep people on their toes. Um, but I also still have to tell people because I do. Sometimes they do feel like losses. And I really did think that they had a hard time winning that game on Friday night. And thankfully, they came back and won. So, um, you know, I think feels like a loss is just going through a bit of a transition period right now. We're trying to figure out which way we want to go. Uh, my team is currently working on it. So um, uh, we'll figure it out. But, yeah, it, I'm finding new and creative ways to still keep the bit a little bit alive, but also keeping it fresh enough to where hopefully it's keeping people on their toes. I appreciate it. I really do. I, well, really do. I, I, I just appreciate you. that you've noticed, you know? Yeah. Oh, I noticed. I know. I took screenshots. Um, all right. Now from, uh, from uh, you know, compliment, I guess. Um, I got to rip you. I'm sorry to do it. But Man, if, what if, is going if on on this podcast? If the shoe were on the other foot, I think everyone listening to this pod knows that you would come down like a hammer on me if this were me. I was listening to you do leading off. Uh -oh. I just got to say it. You called Yaro Munoz or Jairo Munoz, if you're going to listen to Scott Gransky, oh, which see, I like to do. See, yeah. You called him Yadiel Munoz I on leading off. I heard it on WIP. <laughs> you called him Yadiel Munoz. 
and I I can't let it slide. I gotta call you out. You I know the same. I know my my good pal my good pal Jake Diaz is gonna be very disappointed in me. <laughs> um, but here's the thing. Now I need you to go in in, in my head for a little bit because you're the only one. Uh, well, you're the only one on this podcast who also does what I do, which is sometimes host on WIP. You are the only yeah, other person. True. That's on this true. podcast, you that, could have said you're the only person on this podcast and just stop there, and that would have been true as well. Only other um, person. Yes. But what happened was is that I came back from break and I was like, "Oh bleep!" I have like four minutes to the speed through this, so like, I like kind of went through the Nationals lineup at a slower pace, which was a weird, which was a weird decision to begin with, because you might be the only person who reads the opposing lineup on leading off too. So it's uh, good work by you. Well, Julio does. Julio mostly does. So maybe I, does maybe he? I, took I it never do. Well, and I like, I like doing it because that way I can kind of talk crap about other players real quick, you know, yeah. and how, and how bad they are. Like. So, um, so yeah, so I read their lineup. Obviously, obviously Yadiel Hernandez was in the Nationals lineup and then like, so I'm re- I'm going through the Phillies lineup in like legitimately a minute uh, before I have to hit a hard out, and a hard out means that we like, I can't talk any longer because we're gonna be late to Phillies coverage. So I was like speeding through it, and I got to uh... I got to Yairo Munoz, and I just I knew when I was like I don't I didn't have time to go back and back and correct it. Um, so I was speeding through, looking at the clock, also looking at the lineup, and I slipped out Yadiel Munoz. But I but now after he hit two homers. I'm all aboard the Munoz train, so uh, I'm glad. That, I'm glad that you picked up on it, and I'm glad I was able to address the allegations on yeah. this podcast. Yeah, I mean, we got to keep each other accountable, right? I mean, that's that's really kind of been the theme of this whole thing. Um, all right. Um, <laughs> anything now, else? Now I got the impl- you got anything now else? Got impl- now that I got the important stuff out of the way, aka the Fritz stuff in my notes. No, not really. No, a uh, couple, couple Phillies things, and we'll get to your take bag and all that. Um, honestly, it is funny because I don't have a, a ton different to say from the last time we talked. Like, they really went to Washington and just handle business, like we asked them to, like we expect them to, and you know, they took four or five, which is what we wanted. So I, I don't, I don't really have a ton different from the last time we spoke, but a, a couple things I want to throw at you. We joked. Uh, joked is a, a strong word. We, we. Kind of joked, but also there was a, a, a tinge of truth to it as well. But I am at this point, are you at this point? I am officially playing Garrett Stubbs more if I'm the Philadelphia Phillies. Like, I'm sorry. Like, especially because he's played JT way more than Girardi did. It's like JT every freaking day. Like, I'm I'm forcing Stubbs in the lineup a couple days a week. I'm giving JT some time off. Like, this dude is lost, Jack. I, I can't watch this guy play every day. Like, it's true. I trade him for a, a bag of balls, right? Is the Kerry Lightenberg package still around? Because I would do it. That's where I'm at with JT. Yeah, and like by by playing Stubbs more. Obviously, if Garrett Stubbs played every day, he would probably get exposed. I mean, he would get exposed, which sure. is which is perfectly fine. Um, and that's what backup catchers traditionally do. I guess my thing with JT is like. You got to get him off his feet. He's played the most innings of of any catcher in baseball again, and because I. I need him to just be a little bit tired rather than what I fear in the back of my head is that this guy's not a good player anymore. Like I, I, I know he can still do some things behind the plate. Still has good pop times. I don't love the way he calls games. I don't love the way that he receives back there. Like his receiving, he's, he's stabbing at the baseball. Like what, what are we doing? Um, and then at the plate, it's just, I, 
I, I know the stats not accurate, but I'm pretty sure he's grounded into a hundred double plays this year. And they, Oh, all, I think it's more than that. I think it's like 132. If I'm not mistaken, it's somewhere in that range. And they always seem like they're in big <laughs> spots. Like he always comes yes, up. Space is loaded every time. It's like, how does this keep happening? So by playing stubs more, the idea would be that, that JT can just get off his feet and you, you just, you, you hope that that gets him going a little bit. And he was just a bit tired because the, the, the worst case scenario is that this guy's done and you have to pay three more years after this to, of a JT contract. Whoa. I mean, he can't like, he just, he can't drive the baseball right now. Like he can't every, every pop-up's like a weak pop-up. I think he's barreled seven baseballs in the entire year this year, like seven, seven times he squared the ball up. So, um, it, it, it it's frustrating. It's frustrating that it seems like he's always coming up in big spots. The thing that I keep trying to remind myself is like, because I keep seeing him in like the five, six hole, um, whatever, like if Bryce is out, whatever, um, is that you got to just put him there with the hope that he can eventually get it going. But I just don't know how much longer they can do it, especially because Stubbs is doing a good job. He's working good at bats. He's, I like the way he calls the game a lot. Seems to bring a good energy. And, and, and right now, he just can't keep coming up with these bases loaded situations and, and, and coming up small. It is it is dreadful. So um, I hope that I'm with you on, pl- on, p- on playing Garrett Stubbs more. I mean, if there's six games in a week, Stubbs should start at least two at this point. Um, and, and you just hope that getting JT off his feet gets a little bit of that power back and you can start seeing the player that we saw the last couple of years. Like I, I just – because I, I can't <laughs> – live in the reality that he might be done, but that I, I can't lie to you and say that thought hasn't crept into my head. Yeah. And, and like I said, I, I'm fully there, man. I mean, Stubbs gives him a spark. JT looks lackadaisical at times to your point. You know, the, the, the lack of offense has been, has been super concerning considering the contract, but to, to what you were just talking about, like the stabbing at balls, like the defensive stuff, I mean, if nothing else, forgetting how he calls a baseball game, which, you know, is a discussion we've had on this pod many times over the JT years here. But outside of that, like, we always felt great about all the other stuff, right? Like blocking the ball, the throw, like, you know, his ability to get it out quick. Like, all that type of stuff was like, oh, this guy's great at this stuff. And he's looked average to below average this year, Jack. Like, he looks like he's not even paying attention sometimes when the ball's going by him. Like, and he's doing the one leg thing, and, like, he's not quick enough to get to the balls like he's stabbing at him he's not getting his body behind them like that that is what worries me the most about the JT thing like the bat is an issue and I'm very concerned about it but if he's not even going to be a good defensive catcher for you then like then it's a a real disaster well and it's not even about whether or not he's a top three catcher in baseball like that's fine but that's not a that's not a, an accomplishment. <laughs> like there's not many great catchers in baseball. You paid him to be a super difference maker. Yeah, like, he should be won by a mile. He should be the best catcher in baseball easily. Right, and that's that, that's why it's so annoying when we hear stuff about his, his catcher war or whatever. It's like that's fine. I understand he's like two or three, but but you're paying him to be more than that. You're paying him to be a difference maker, and you also paid him with the thought that DH is coming to the NL and that he could play first base in a couple of years. Which like, I I would like a first baseman not to have. Was he have three home runs right now? Dude, he's a he's a di- he's a disaster at first base. Like you, like I like he cannot be a first. Like he can't be a first baseman. Okay, but that's fine. Like whether- you're gonna have a first baseman with a 700 OPS. What? Right or a DH? 
<laughs> like yeah, either or, either or. I mean, he's a he's a he's a middle infielder with his bat. Yeah, or 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 a, a three million dollar a year catcher. Yeah, like, moving back to shortstop. Can he still play shortstop? Maybe he could be valuable again. His best trait right now is base running. Uh, yes. How how I almost curved. How bleeped up is that, Jack? How bleeped up is that? Yeah. Well, $123 million a year for this guy. Yep. He's a good base runner. Yep. Yep. So we'll see. I mean, the, again. <laughs> yeah, so we'll see. Well, I just I I can't. Hey, you know, we'll see what happens. I can't live in the reality that he's completely done. Like I just can't. I, I. He's too. He's being paid too much money, to to for me to start thinking about the next three years, um, or thinking about trading with the deadline. So, um, I don't know. It, it's just a a really tough spot to be in. But they need Garrett Subs to play more at this time for sure. Yeah, without a doubt. All right. Um. What's it out to you? Obviously, there haven't been a ton of games since we last talked, but from a pitching perspective, you know, not much to say about Nolan Wheeler. We talked last time about Nolan. Like, he's just back. Dude's back. September looms. We get it. He needs to be good in September, but Nolan's back. Wheeler's awesome. Um, Eflin, you know, the injury combined with the bad outing, the Ranger-Falter game, you know, we could be seeing more of Falter if if, if Eflin has to miss some time. Where are you at with those guys in that situation? Well, it's hard not to be concerned about Eflin. Um, and yeah. this this has been the thing in the last couple of years of them, where it's like, it's like yeah, put together these good starts. You're like, finally, the Zach Eflin year will happen. And then something happens with the knee, and it's like, well, then it's all derailed. So the fact that the plan yesterday was for him to only go three innings was was very concerning. Um, you know, the all-star break is obviously coming up soon. That's, that's good. It's just, you know, well, what happens post all-star break? You know, he keeps saying he can make these starts and, and good because we need him to make starts. But like for a guy, when, when he starts talking about knees and there, he has to miss starts because of knees, that's where it gets concerning because it's been what four straight years of this where, where he, he's missing time due to a, a, a knee injury, the heavy body thing. Um, and it's just, it's, it comes back to the point of, of reliability and that's always kind of been the thing with Eflin. So, you know, you hope that it's not too bad. You hope that he can, can kind of bounce back and make starts, but I just don't know how long that's going to take. Is he going to have to miss time with us? Is he going to have to miss starts? Is he going to have to, you know, uh, uh, go on the IL? I, I don't know. But the fact that the plan yesterday was him to only go three innings, that's really, really concerning. So, um, and he didn't even pitch well in those three innings. Um, so yeah, that's, that's a concern. I, I, I would, I'm interested to see more falter. I mean, I know he hasn't been great, but I still believe in him to, to an extent, but you know, between, between Eflin and Ranger, I'm just like, I'm at the point now where I think they need to trade for a starter more than a reliever at the deadline. Uh, like I think, it, I think it's, I think it's that important. Um, cause I just, I kind of feel like it's teetering on on possible meltdown city soon because after Falter, I'm not sure who starts games. You know, I think I think Sanchez could pitch, uh, you know, could start, but that's still only like four innings. Um, so I think that's going to be the big question we're going to have for the next month leading into the trade deadline: is do you want to start or do you want a reliever? And I, for a while, I was. I mean, honestly, if you can get both in a trade like they did last year, yeah, Gibbs, exactly, yeah, Gibson yeah. and Kennedy, like, may, and Trevino's been a disaster this year, but. Um, like a like a, a Frankie Montas and A's reliever uh, trade, like that makes some sense. Like obviously knocking out two birds with one stone, it would be great. But if you can go get another, I would say at least a number three starter, 
I just think that that would be a, a bigger deal for this team right now than another bullpen option, even though I think they need both. Yeah, look, I think there's a big argument that you can make for that. Um, and again, you know, look, I think especially with how this team is set up right now where, you know, if you are talking about a playoff series and obviously they have to get there, but, you know, assuming Nola doesn't, you know, forget how to pitch in September, which is just a concern until it doesn't happen. You know, Wheeler and Nola are, are, you can put those against any two in the National League legitimately. You know, you really can. You know, they might not be better than any two in the National League, but they're certainly competitive with any two. They can, and, they can win you a three-game series. Uh, that's my point. That's my point. And, and if, you know, if you have a third guy who's like a, you know, Frankie Montas type guy, you know, that type of example you just used, someone who's that good, I mean, you're talking about being able to compete in any series, you yep. know, with with three guys who can take the hill and win a win a playoff game for well, you as a starter. You know, whereas right now Eflin, you know, has really nice outings and there's upside and we like it, but nowhere close to consistency, nowhere close to someone you would feel great starting in game three. And then obviously Gibby or Ranger, you don't feel great starting in game three. So yeah, I definitely feel that. Yeah, and, and traditionally this has been Dombrowski's mo. I mean, he has he has struggled to build bullpens in the past. It's always been. I mean, even his most recent example in 2018. I mean, Chris Sale was pitching in the bull, was pitching out of the bullpen. Evaldi was was pitching out of the bullpen. Like they had to use almost all their starters to come out of the bullpen. But what they had was was really good top end starters. I mean, we know the 2014 Tigers rotation had five Cy Young winners on it. Like he seems like he's always in the market of going out and, and getting more starting pitching. And and the more this season goes on, you know, I think I think Brogdon is is definitely more on his way being back than not. So that gives you a good back end of the bullpen option. Sir Anthony is disgusting. I mean just you know, it's it's ridiculous at this point. Um, but then, you, you know, you're getting Coonrod back. Hopefully he can get back to the form last year. We'll see what Joe Romero has this year. But they're, at least they have a, a, more options, I think, at the back end of the pen than really the starters. Because after after Falter, I'm not really sure who it is. I really, and, and by saying that, it means well, that they right. don't really I have any. I think it's anymore. Christopher Sanchez. I, I'm with you. I think it's – and that's that's a problem. You know, it's openers. It's openers. It's Christopher Sanchez and, and openers. Yeah, and that's just it, I I for teams like the Rays, you know, I think they can make it work. I don't think this this Phillies team is ready for that kind of <laughs> that kind no. of move yet. No, 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 no. I mean, we basically just saw it in the Eflin game. Like that's with this bullpen, what an opener game looks like. Yeah, um, yeah, not right. Good not great. All right. Um, obviously, they're the bullpen. There's a lot to talk about there. Just general. I mean. I don't know really what there is to say since well, last time we spoke. I think but the your I thoughts think the, on the pen. I think the biggest thing in the bullpen right now is seems like Topper is 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 gonna go with Ham as the closer for the time being, and it's just like, like why? <laughs> like the the, yeah, the, the sat, like Saturday night was the perfect example. You know, like Hand pitches the ninth, lets up a run, whatever. Sir Anthony has to come in in the tenth. With with a runner on second and no outs because of the the extra inning rule and just gets the job done, like I listen I I, I know the value that Stranthony brings in the sixth seventh eighth and and being able to shut down important parts of the lineup I actually agreed with Tomper um, on Friday in game one when it was Sir Anthony in the eighth and hand in the ninth because Sir Anthony was going through the only part of the lineup that was going to kill you it was it was Cruz Bell and whoever. Um, and then, and then, do you all... think any of it had to do with Soto leading off the inning? You know, lefty lefty thing. Yeah, I mean, I'm sure. Because I mean, Bell Bell's a switch hitter, Cruz. So you're you're basically saying rather have the lefty versus Soto than the righty versus 
Cruz. Well, I think Cruz let off the eighth. So I think I think Cruz let off the eighth with Sir, with Sir Anthony, and then all Han had to do was take care of seven, eight, nine in game one on on Friday. So like I'm I, oh I'm talking about this Saturday. Game oh no no yeah I, I was talking about, Friday. talking about no I was talking about Friday where I agreed with him in game one of of using Sir Anthony oh, in the eighth. Okay, I, but I'm talking about for the Saturday game. The reason he used Han instead of Sir Anthony could have been that it right. was Soto leading off the inning. Yeah, it was so Soto Cruz Bell to lead off that inning is what I was talking. Yeah, definitely could have been. I I see that. It's just like I just feel like we're wasting our time. You know, I just feel like we're wasting our time yeah. for the time. And 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 whether it's a month, you know, the the trade deadline's about a month away. Just give it to Sir Anthony for the next month. Let me just make sure the nine's locked down, and you hope that the the, the innings before that they can get the ball to him. Um, but I just I I can't keep having to sweat through ninth, ninth innings with guys who I don't think are capable of getting the job done. And then listen, a month from now, maybe it's a different story. Maybe Scott Barlow's a Philly, and, and maybe we have more back-end options to where we don't have to use Sir Anthony as a closer. But for right now, you just got to do it. Like, I, I know the value he brings in, in fireman roles and whatever, but we just we got to knock this out. <laughs> I, I need it to be knocked out. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. All right, what else you got? Take back. Uh, did it, did it not feel like the old days, James of, of CVP South, uh, you know, a Thursday with the Wheeler game, 10, one, just, just crushed the Nats. Oh, Schwarber yeah, hits buddy. two homers. Like it really did. Cesar Hernandez, Michael Franco are out there playing. I mean, come on. Yeah. Shout out to Cesar ending, <laughs> ending oh, two games. It. Roger yeah. Dorton style. Yeah. And it was the last, uh, the last out of two games. So did not come back and, and kill the Phillies. Shout out to Cesar, a true Phil at heart. So it really did feel like the old days. And it felt like they were going down there and they were going to crush the Nats and we don't have to worry about them anymore. Saturday was different because it was Ryan Zimmerman day, but whatever. It was it was a nice old feeling of having CBP South back for a little bit there. Yeah, it really was. And and for what it's worth, the Phillies have played, played their, well there last year. Like we started to get yep. those vibes back, yep. but... Um, I'm so with you. And, you know, Harper, I will never get tired of Harper having big moments in Washington. Like, it just makes me happy every time. And I'm glad he's added the, the Steph Curry night-night to the rotation um, of his celebrations. And, like, what a big spot. Again, like, we talk about baseball players and how it's they don't really have an uh, uh, in, impact on, on every single game. And, the, like, baseball players is the one sport where it's, like, the best player in baseball. Like, Mike Trout can be on a losing team. That guy has had more big hits to kind of disprove that theory in the last two years than I can ever remember. So um, just another massive moment on 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 Friday night, and, and hopefully this whole blister issue gets cleared up and we can get him back in the lineup because it's just it's not the same when he's not out there, Celts. Yeah, dude, you can, it just you can feel it. And it's, I mean, he's batting like 323 or whatever. Yeah, get back out there with you. Needed. But, 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 but I will say, when he was out of the lineup before we heard it was the blister – I was definitely way more nervous. Oh, and yeah. I was like, God oh, bless us happen. You know, bless us happen. <laughs> yeah, they, they happen all the time in baseball. So, you know, he's he definitely got it by being in the cage too much. You know, take a chill pill, Bryce. Take a chill pill. Yeah, buddy. Um yeah, buddy. did you have any idea that the the the, the Phils are third in baseball on runs? No, I didn't. I would have assumed they were higher than people would think, but I probably would not have gone as high as three. Yeah, third in baseball on runs. And and it seems like the offense is been pretty consistent the last little bit here. I think they, they struggled a little bit, um, you know, Saturday and Sunday. And I think a lot of that also, you're, you're missing the best hitter in the sport. So I, I kind of get it. Um, but yeah, I, I saw that today because the Mets are number one in runs, which is kind of shocking given that 
Like they, they're they're hitting in a more old school way, but the the fact that the Phils are third in baseball runs, I think they're going to be on track. They should be on track to to get over 800 runs for the first time uh, since the heyday. So um, third in baseball runs for our baseball team. How about it, buddy? Do you might not know this, Jack? The point of the game, score runs. Mm. So. And it's in order stuff. in order to win games, you have to score more runs than the other team, right? Then the, the yeah. So you want to score runs and you want to stop the other team from scoring. Mm. It's when it's the whole game right when, there, it's it. When was the last time you saw the Phillies like having designed outfits before getting on the plane? Or, or... oh, buddy, never. Like literally, ninety three. Like I mean, come on, a decade maybe. I mean, yeah, it was no, such a like at least. It was such a like, like this team is starting to get They're it. They're like a team, like a team, like they actually like I don't know, enjoy each other yeah. and and do things together. Yeah, Jack. Yeah, it took a while, but good to see. Uh, shout out to Rob Thompson for for being made fun of by wearing that top hat. I'm sure that I'm sure the, the, the players thought it was, it was, a, it was like a, it was almost like a fedora. Yeah. It's great. Yeah. What and a good I'm, look. I'm sure the, the players made fun of them and they all got a good laugh and that just lightens the mood. So um, I think that stuff's important. Like in all seriousness, I think that stuff's important. This is something that they hadn't done in years past. I don't think I don't remember. Um, so good for them. You know, like this is, this is what it takes to win in baseball, given how much of a grind it is, how long of the season it is. That kind of stuff matters. Yeah, I just I, I believe that to my core. So uh, I was actually really happy to see them having a you know they you know, dress up a little bit, take a photo, look like a family. Good to see. Yeah, dude. I you know that this is wheelhouse stuff. I, I love that. Stuff. I know. How about Dusty Wathen? Knowing the rules so uh, well. Baseball genius Dusty Wathen. Is that what we're talking about? I will say it seems like a lot to fit into a millisecond decision like like apparently he said ah. apparently he said like keep going i know you're going to be out but keep going that seems like <laughs> a, you know it seems like a lot to, to... he knew he was going to be out but the run would count he knew it the whole time that's why i sent him it's like ah did he yeah maybe he thought oh maybe we can get an abstraction call here i'm going to take a risk maybe either way know. Dusty Watson. Shout out to Dusty. Shout out yeah. to Dusty for knowing the rules. Let him have a shine, right? Let yep. him have a shine. Agree. Uh, everyone's favorite center fielder, uh, Oduble, back to batting 205 this month. So, you know, he was, you know, a classic Oduble hot streak for a little bit. Everyone's, oh, look, center fielder, yada, yada, yada. Was this ever happened before or no? It's almost like it's happened every year besides oh, the All-Star yes. year. So, um, mm-hmm. center field back to being a Bit of a question mark. No Machado this week is a is a big uh, break for the Phils in the in the Padres series. Twisted his ankle yesterday, so they'll be out. You know, Tatis and Machado here for a little bit. So uh, the Padres have played good baseball this year, but No Machado should give them a bit of a you know a good chance heading into that series. Uh, he's been like a MVP ish type player yeah, this year. Uh, he's been awesome. Him and Goldschmidt are the only two in baseball ahead of Bryce for average. I think mm-hmm. so. If Bryce wants the triple crown, maybe it's a uh, you know, time for time to go for it. James, do you know what we did to Josh Bell for for him to <laughs> for him to just <laughs> like I just I don't get it. Like, what did we do to Josh I, Bell? I think what happened was Kurt Suzuki before the game walked in the locker room and handed him the imaginary mystical Phillies killer 
outfit and said, here, sir, I'm passing this on to you. This is yours now. And then Josh Bell just went out and did his thing. I mean, it was ridiculous. Every time I turned around, it's like, oh, Josh. He's the only guy. I think their first, like, five runs of the series were all him. Yeah. And and they wait and shout out to the Phils. This usually never happens, but they waited until Sunday to let Juan Soto heat up. I mean, there's been series this year where Freddie Freeman looked human, Mike Trout looked human, and Juan Soto yeah. looked human against the Phillies, which is a, a great wild point. turn of events. It's a great point. It really it has been it has been shocking. But we can't figure out Josh Bell. That seems like a problem. Um, on a scale of one to ten, how much do you trust this Didi thing at the plate? Like, I mean. He looks really like one? really at the plate? No, I like a three or something. Wow. Like I I trust it a little bit, you know, but like the thing that it look, I like seeing it. It's nice, but I mean, he's not he's not hit, like it's like he's a different hitter than he used to be. It's like all of a sudden he's like an average guy. There's zero power, so I don't really know what to trust. You know, it's it's not it's not a type of hitter he's been before, Jack. Yeah, I will say it seems like more hard contact. I like that he's thinking the other way. It is so weird he hasn't hit a homer, but like being a yeah. dead being a dead pull hitter is not good for 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 most no, baseball, no, especially no, when you get older. No, it's not. It's not. Especially if the power isn't there to get it out. Like if he you know, if power has been sapped, maybe because of the TJ surgery, whatever, if he doesn't have that same power, it's very smart of him to adjust as a hitter. I just have never seen Didi hit like this for an extended period of time. So I just you know, I don't like let's put it this way. When Didi comes to the plate, I don't I'm not super confident. I'm more confident than I was to start the season, but I don't have, you know, confidence when he steps up. Uh I would like to go on the record and I don't know what he's gonna be, but I am very intrigued by the Michael Kelly slider. I mean th- Ooh, that pitch is disgusting. I did not see this coming. It's a it's a nasty pitch. I think it, I think it's over three thousand RPMs uh, on a spin rate. So I think that's oh, oh over three thousand. Oh. That's right. That's right. I don't I don't I don't think he knows where it's going. But if you can get it over the plate, uh, it might be a little something. Might might be getting a little <laughs> Michael Kelly run here. Yeah, well, I will say, you know me, Jack, Mr. Luke Williams guy and all that. What a story. I mean, it's just, you know, it's why we watch sports. Oh. It's, it's, it's awesome. This guy toiled, man. He toiled, Jack Fritz. He toiled for a decade, almost a decade of El Paso and Sugar Land and out west and back east and to the south and this and that. And then he finally gets a shot in the majors with his family in the stands. He pitches a clean inning. Come on, man. Wow. You have to have a heart not to love that. You, you start not have a heart not to love that stuff. Are you starting to tear up? A little bit. Yeah, I can, I can, I can feel it. I can I can, I can feel the, the, the I, tears I coming. I would have thought this is the kind of stuff that you as as a a guy like I was young, much younger than you when I realized, oh, I'm not gonna play a major league baseball. That was a fun dream while I had it. I'm better than these kids. I'm not that good. So that's never going to happen. Like for you, it went, some would say way, way, way too long. So like you would think that you would be the one sitting here looking at Michael Kelly and saying, man, how cool is that? But instead I'm the one doing it. And you're the one just jealous of Michael Kelly that it's not you. That's what happened, isn't it? Well, always. Uh, I will say, though, <laughs> I do have an email from a Cub Scout saying that he wanted to talk to me. So listen. Oh, my God. Come on. Could have been me. What are we doing? What are we doing here? Listen, 
you Shout know, out to Michael Kelly. What a story. You know as well as I do that teams are lining up for 82 on the black. You know, 82 miles an hour oh, outside yeah. corner. They're, they're beating the door down. <laughs> beating it down. Yeah, they need that guy. Need need yeah. that guy. Um, yeah. yeah. And honestly, when you're talking about Michael Kelly, the thing I kept coming back to is, could he be this version of Chris Coast? Oh, buddy. Oh, Phil's. They know how to find the old guys with the great stories. The 33-year-old rookie, maybe this version of Michael Kelly. James, are you still there? Yeah, where would I have gone? Are you ready for something? (laughs) I guess so. Are you ready? All right. James, I would just like to say, Red Sox pitchers in the last 50 years with 60 plus oh brother 60 oh, plus innings pitched 60 plus strikeouts and a 177 ERA or less in a nine start span are Pedro Martinez Nick Pavetta. Roger Clemens uh-huh. Chris Sale uh-huh. John Lester uh-huh. and Nick <laughs> Nick, I <laughs> anything? Is there anything you'd like to say to me? Yeah, you gave up on him. All right, you gave up. There on is him. no proof you gave of that. Up. There you is. Failed. You were out. You were happy he was traded. None of this revisionist history. That's all I'm saying. It feels good being <laughs> dead right about Nick Pavetta. Yet again, Schwarber heating up. Your guy Castellanos, not Pavetta. Pavetta. <laughs> right there. I came really close to that. P- you could almost hear me say the first word. It was very close. <laughs> Pavetta back. Uh, Are we done? Are we done yet? Is this the end of it? Is this the end of your your funny little take bag? Nick Pavetta. No, but Jeez. like really, just just say it. Just just say it. Just say I was right. Say I was right. <laughs> <laughs> I hate you so much. I really do. James, really last thing before I, before I let you go. Just say it. Just say it. Last thing before getting out of here, and you you tell me how right I was about Nick Pavetta, oh, which I will yes. be waiting for. Uh, are you ready for draft season? We got a month. Oh, we buddy. got a month, and things are heating up over here. I can't wait. I really can't. I need it to happen tomorrow. The problem is, is like, much like how right I was about Pavetta and Schorber um, and how wrong you were about Cassianos is that um, is that all the guys that I had locked in for 17 that were going to be there simply are playing too good a baseball and now are going to go before number 17. So gotta, oh, I got to, I know I got to redo my big, big board a little bit. Got to, got to re uh, you know, reconfigure it and, and come up with more names that I, I really want at 17 but it really hurts that that Cam Collier had to be so good that he's probably going top twelve when he should have been there at seventeen. It's just, it's okay. They're gonna get a good player. Uh, it's a loaded college bat draft. There's some interesting prep arms. I don't think they'll go prep arms three years in a row, but whatever. I can't wait. Uh, give me all the power relievers. Give me Ben Joyce, the the, the volunteer fireman from Tennessee. Um, I don't know. It's gonna be a great time, and I can't wait for it. We know, buddy. <laughs> we know. <laughs> we know. All I'll say is if Brian, Bar- Brian Barber is making the picks, I'm good with whatever I'm going to do. How about go. that? You like that? There we go. Um, 
What else? I had something else I was going to say, and then your your whole draft thing just just totally threw it off. I got Good. nothing else. Good. Well, you do else. have you do have one thing you need to say. Um, I do. Yeah. Oh, the yeah. <laughs> such a jerk. <laughs> Presented by Miller Lite. Go buy Miller Lite. It's awesome. I'm drinking one right now. It says in the can, a fine Pilsner beer, which indeed it is. Miller Lite celebrate responsibly. Official partner. Of the Philadelphia Phillies, again, check out the contest page at 94WIP.com to try and win those gift cards from the Bars of the Week. We'll have more information on more places coming up and more events coming up. Um, that's all I got, buddy. I, th- I had something else, and it's it's totally gone. You bringing up the draft out of nowhere just totally shook me. Oh, I, I thought I thought very, you're very used to bringing up the draft. Honestly, it's I, I, I it feels late. Normally, the drafts like early June, right? It's pushed back. Yeah, it's July. July like, this are year. you like kind of like shaky because you're you know you're like exp- now you would know you like feel like you should know who the Phillies guy is and you don't. No, I got I got my guy. I'm just waiting. I'm waiting for uh, just, I got to just keep, look through the board one more time to make sure I want to lock him in if he's going to be there. Yeah, so, right. Yes. Yeah, so yeah. Here's the question: Will you will you run for that? Like, would, do you have like a set? Okay, I'll give I'll give I'll give four miles to try and get this guy, but I'll do I would do five miles for this well, guy. Well, like, could... if you thought about. Have you thought about trying to bribe Brian Barber with running? If mm. that's a thing, Does I could br- I could probably do it with beer. Like I'll have five beers if you draft Eric Brown at seventeen. Well, you know, so that sounds a lot less uh, entertaining for everybody else. Well, what if what if I had five beers and then did a podcast after? Oh, <laughs> okay. No, nah, I get down with that. I like probably that. Probably a bad idea. Um, probably a bad idea. Well, yeah, better ideas. Yeah, than um. Right. Oh, it's a. Uh, it's gonna be exciting seeing the Phils play in uh, Texas for the first time in the new stadium. I, I always like seeing. Oh, the, yeah. Yeah, I, that will be cool. I like seeing the Phils play at new stadiums. You know. Yeah. Sure. I do too. I'm Just, a fan of that. And then uh, always fun to see them in Petco. They've always had, you know, for the most part, pretty good success in Petco historically. Um, that's a big series. It's uh, you know. Starting in poor, I mean, it's almost July. Like we're, you know, we're starting to get to that point where it's like, oh, we're halfway through the season. How'd that happen? You know, so we're there. This is real, buddy. A month away from the draft ish, and a month away from trade deadline time. Are right, you getting final thoughts? <sighs> Again, it just feels so good being right about Nick Pavetta. <laughs> say it. Yeah. Uh, okay, I'll say it. All right, ready? I'll say. It, I'll say. It. All right. All right. Say it. Say it. It's Gyro Munoz, not Yadiel Munoz. I just want to make sure that you had that because, you know, just correcting. Yep. I just want to make sure we get it right. Yep. <laughs> Anything else? Um, <laughs> Profeta's not bad. How about that? Is that all right? That's fine. He'll be back down to earth soon. <laughs> I'm, I'm sure. Friends and Salter, we'll see you later.